Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer. Bearline Bears fans, welcome in to another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Pat the designer in the building, Lance Briggs, as always, here on a Monday. The weekend is over, and we're back for more Bears talk. Lance, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. This is the the top of the weekend. Uh, that means that uh, the, the standard set today. You yeah. know, um, the the week the week has to start off the right way. And uh, this is how we do it the right way with the Chicago Bears podcast. That's how you got to do it, man. We're setting the standard for every other Bears podcaster out there. That's how I feel about it. Let's let's get into this show because I think we have a really good show today. Talking <coughs> about a lot of different topics, starting off with overcoming being the underdog. Why the heck are we doing that here in the first quarter? First quarter. Because the Miami Heat continues. Yes. To just absolutely impress me night in and night out. Jimmy Butler is leading the way on a team that realistically, based on some of the names on the team, you feel like should not be here. Lance, you've been the underdog in certain situations. Question for you to start the show off. How do you become the mentality or how do you overcome the mentality of being the underdog? Because a lot of times, right, there's a lot of players that could go into a game and be like, yeah, we're probably going to lose this one, boys. It's not looking pretty out here. Like you see them boys on the other side, but that is not what we're seeing from the eighth seed Miami Heat. How do you overcome that mentality? Well, you know, anybody that that is from or been a Bears fan knows that culturally we've we're an underdog city. We've been an underdog Culturally. city for yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. been a culture. It's been a culture here, you know. So, uh, you know, you get accustomed to it. But uh, you know, it really, you know, you 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 tune out, you tune out the outside noise, you know, and and you realize, you know, nothing that anybody says about you has to be what it has to be true. Like nothing, nothing anybody on the outside says about you has to be what what it is. Yeah. You make what you make what it is. You know, what I mean, you control your destiny. You know, and that's not, that's the type of mentality that uh, that Miami seems to have. You know, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if you say that yeah. that we're supposed to be blown out or we're supposed to lose this game. We're going to go out. We're going to play our fundamentals. We're going to do what we do best, and we're going to give it our best effort and see what comes out. You know, and 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 more often than not, they're finding ways to win games to defy what everybody says is supposed to be is supposed to happen. You know that what and and, and the interesting thing is, you know, and I. And I I like to use these types of of, uh, of messages toward the the kids that I, I coach, mm-hmm. my own kids, yeah. you know, and and my circles kids, any kids that are around. You know, you are always going to be what you decide you're going to be, but you have to work hard at it. You have to work hard at it. And you have to stick to the plan. Yeah, you know, you have to stick to the plan, and you will be surprised at at the outcome. You know, you you're, you're little kids. You come out. You you get to you you know you're playing hockey. You skate out. You see this team. They're they're a lot bigger than you. Your coaches tell them tell you you know oh man this team is from Canada or you know they're from Minnesota and they're so good you know that does something to the team's mentality. You know instead of bringing them out and saying hey listen listen I want you guys to play your butts off tell your tails off I want you to show them who you are you know come out there and set, send a message from the very first uh, drop of the puck or or very first play from football you will be surprised at what you can accomplish 
when your mentality is the right way. I, I liken this to something that you guys went through where in, in the championship season, you guys end up playing the Patriots yep. during the regular season. And I always have heard this from you guys when, when looking back on that, that, that run where we get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You said you were ready for the Patriots the second time. You were prepared to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You were prepared for what Tom Brady was going to bring. And I think that that's the mentality, right, that I think that could have this Bears team. I, I believe that this Bears team could have a Miami Heat type of season with football. The reason I say that is the Miami Heat season wasn't impressive. Correct. Right? Like the regular season was just we're just trying to go through the motions. We're just fighting our way to make the playoffs. We're clawing our mm -hmm. way through, right? Like I think in the football sense, the Miami Heat had a nine and eight, eight and nine kind of season, right? But I right. think when you get in the playoffs, you start to look at some of those teams that you played, and you say, okay, but we know that we had this. This is what we needed to change, and we know we can change this. Now we can beat that team. This is how we look at this. Now we can do this. Is that kind of the mentality that you guys had if you would have been able to face the Patriots going into that Super Bowl for that second game? I, I really I love that reference. I love that reference for the that Patriot team, and we lost to that team. Um, I remember us having uh, five takeaways, I believe, and they had six takeaways. You yeah. know, and that was really kind of the difference of the game. Yeah, and us leaving that game saying we want them, we want another shot at them. Yeah, because we know we can beat them. You know, what I mean, that's how that's competitively. You know, uh, it, the the uh, you know it was so close, and it was such a great match that uh that we, we it it left us wanting more because we knew that that was a team that we wanted to prove that we could beat um we, unfortunately we didn't play them we ended up playing right. the colts but um that was i think that was the third game of the new york of the new york away sweep yeah we were yeah, trying yeah, to sweep yeah. all of new york and or the east coast uh and uh it was it was a fun, it was a fun game just even preparing for it going in knowing that you're playing against uh, uh, the, the, a great Patriots team, yeah. um, and we ended up coming away with the L. But we knew we said, "Hey, listen, we lo I'd love to nothing more to play them with all of their starters, everybody fresh and ready to play. We can beat that team." Yeah, and I, I think that's the mentality that we've seen Miami take on. I think that's the mentality that we can see this Bears team take on because I think about even the second half of last season, right? The Bears didn't have a problem putting up twenty five plus points, which was crazy to right. say. Right. I think that they look at a lot of the teams that they lost to last season who at that time are better teams, but you've got to be looking around your locker room and saying, man, listen, that's not Byron Pringle no more. That's, right. that's not, you know, the, the third wide receiver on another team. That's not the third DB on another team. No, we got some dogs out here. Now, that's mm -hmm. that's not Jack Sanborn leading the way. That's Tremaine Edmonds with Jack Sanborn as his backup with TJ yeah. Edwards yes. back there, right? I think that has to increase the mentality of how this Bears team is coming in with confidence this year. Now, you don't want that, that to turn into overconfidence, but I think at a minimum, right, when you're looking, when, if you're on the coaching staff, if you're on this team, there has to be that, yes, we're taking another step, and it might not be a Super Bowl step just yet, but we should be able to be competitive in every one of these games, and we should be able to start to turn some of those one-score losses into one-score yeah. wins, that kind of mentality coming into this season. I, I'd love for the Bears to to be in the position where they say, "I want to play their best." You know, I don't want to. I don't need to look at the statin report or yeah. the injury injury report and and take a you know a a, a a sigh of relief because 
two of their best players or their bigger top players not there. No, yeah. I want you at your best. I want yeah. all of your best players because our best players are better than yours. Right. Our players are still better than yours, and we want to go out and prove it. We don't get to prove anything if you, if your best player, if your top player is not there. You know what does that what does that do to do for us? It doesn't. We might get the win, but I want to get the win with you on the team as well. And I want I want I really want our team to be in the position where they're co- as confident about their team against anybody. How do you how do you build that mindset up starting now, right? Because a lot of I, the the thing that I always hear that nobody. I, I love when people say OTAs don't matter. This part doesn't matter. It's it's the end of the world because you don't hear that from the championship teams. You don't hear that from the best teams. They say that we started this day one. We've had these same habits day one. We've had these same habits at the beginning of everything that we've been trying to do. How do you how do you start to build those habits now? Uh, repetition, you know, repetition, and you know, defensively in OTAs, you should see every situation. Right, you should see every situation that you can. That you can think of, you know, I mean, for the most part, for the most part, there's a few things here and there. But uh, and in those situations, you know, for a a a four year veteran Lance Briggs or a second year Charles Tillman, we're all running these drills together and seeing all these situations. And every time we run these situations and we we make it our drops or we're, we're reading these runs, peanut is peanuts right where he's supposed to be every time. You know, Lance is right where he's supposed to be every time. Erlacher is right where he's supposed to be every time. There's a confidence of knowing you're going to be where you're supposed to be when the yeah. game, when the, when the season comes. So through the repetition, you know, every time this puller comes and I hit this puller, I see, I see Brian coming in right now making the play. Boom. You know, every time there's a crack replace, I, you know, there's an outside receiver comes in, he cracks Lance from the outside. Right. Peanut fills in right now and he takes the running back to the outside. He, he's there. I know that there's no hesitation, and I know that there's trust when the when the season comes in that everybody's going to be where they need to be. Right. So if if there's something that 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 fails, if if we have a gash here or they get down the field, they have a big run, thirty yards. I know that you knew where you're supposed to be, or 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 for me. So somebody's going to be somebody's going to somebody's going to be yelling at him. Somebody's going to get my ass, or I'm going to get theirs. Yeah. You know about hey, listen, you got you know what you're supposed to do. Get get it done. Yeah. You know, or or vice versa. So that's where a lot of trust is really built from the players and the coaches. How do you build that Jimmy Butler mindset? And what I mean by this is the Bears hear, um, they hear what the what people are saying about the defense, right? I think the offense is getting a good amount of praise right now, but they hear that you know this defense still has holes, this defense still doesn't have depth, this defense still doesn't have this, that, whatever it may be. How do you build that Jimmy Butler mindset up as a player of, I don't care what we have, we're going to go out here and we're going to give y'all the, the the toughest fight that you've ever seen in your life. And nine times out of 10, you might be on the losing end of that. Because I think that that's where it's the beginning guy, right? That that guy that's at the front of it, pushing everybody through. Jimmy is the reason that they're here. Even in his down games, you can look at it and be like, but he did this, he did this, he did yeah. this. How, how do you build that mentality? Well, he's he's affecting the game, you know, any way that he possibly can. You know, yeah. you, you know, shots don't always fall, but you can always play defense. You can always hustle. You can always give great effort. Yeah. You know, and have a great have a great attitude. And uh, and so the 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 some of the stats that don't show up that people that that most people can appreciate are the ones that that matter the most with, within your team. You know, and so if you're a guy that that is counted on to make these shots. And you're not making shots, but you're still hustling and shoot. Maybe you're getting assists. 
maybe you're getting the ball back, getting us another another opportunity basketball wise to get another shot. Somebody else can take a shot. Yeah. You know, that's that 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 looms huge in in your locker room. Uh, you know, your morale is going to be up because you have a guy that's that is unselfish, even in the moments that he can be selfish. Yeah, I, I think that when I look at this team, I see how guys fit. I don't know if every spot is the best talent that there is in the league. I, I don't think that we'd say that about any spot on this team right now, but I see how guys fit. And to me, that's what makes me kind of feel better about how this team is constructed. That's how I feel about this Miami Miami Heat team. I see how Gabe Vincent fits. I see how Max Struess fits. I see how Duncan Robinson fits. I don't think that they're the best at what they do right now, but I think that the perfect fit along with that guy like a Jimmy Butler who's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get us here, and I don't care what the writers are saying, reporters are saying, any of that. We're going to keep moving forward. I think that that's the reason why I look at this Bears team, and I'm like, listen, I don't know if they're going to go on a deep run in the playoffs. I don't even know if they'll get to the playoffs. But there's a lot of teams that aren't going to be that excited to see the Chicago Bears on Sunday this season. <laughs> it's not there, It's not going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, the thing, the other thing, too, is, is that this is uh, – this is a work in progress, yeah. you know, and so um, we don't know what we have. We don't know what we have yet. Um, the Bears, you know, but what we do know is that there's a structure that's in, pace, in, in place. There's a foundation of Matt Eberflus yeah. um, and Allen Williams. Their, their, their foundation, we've seen what their foundation looks like last year. We saw what it looked like in Indianapolis so we know what to expect out of these guys. Um, and with that being said, once once we we get an idea of what the identity of this team is going to be in 2023, the the sad part is is when when we're all we're all humming on, on you know at the at the same pace at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Then we're like, oh man, I love what our defense is doing. I love our pieces. We're all together now. We're dominant. Now it's going to get to. Though we got contract talks, you know, who can yeah. we keep? And, you know, I want to keep everyone, but who, you know, I mean, and it's going to, it's going to get to that point, you know? Right. And so right now, what I love is that we don't know, we don't know, but we do know what the foundation is. And so based off the foundation and the pieces that are in place, it, it, it all leads to success, in my opinion. And the best part is we don't know in a year that we still got some money left. We got some money <laughs> we and we got, got some picks. <laughs> That's the best thing in the world. It's like usually we don't know in a year where it's like we really don't have a choice. Like I look at the Bulls and it was like, you know, everybody was like, you know, you got to move on from Vooch. I'm like, for what? One, you don't know what you have coming up behind him. And two, you're not saving any money by moving on from Vooch. You have no options. You have to keep Vooch in this situation. Mm -hmm. It seems like the Bulls are going to do that. But that's not the situation that the Bears are in. Like there's a lot of question mark pieces. And it's like, hey, listen, if you show out, we got money. Mm -hmm. If you don't show out. We got money for somebody else. <laughs> so very different situation that this Bears team is coming in, man. And and I think here's the thing. We talked about starting it now. Let's get into the second quarter. Because I think that right now when you're looking at this Bears team, they're getting ready to try and refine those smaller things. And they just announced that they're going to be doing joint practices with the Colts during mm. preseason. Now you have, now this was, I don't know if they just announced it, but, but I think that they announced kind of where it's going to be and, and that it's definitely going to happen. You were a part of joint practices. 
Yep. Is there a benefit to the Bears doing joint practices, or is this just it finally gives us somebody else to try and hit because we're sick of hitting each other? But is there a benefit that actually carries on through the season? Yeah, I, I think there's a benefit. You know, if you're because the 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 practices in in training camp it, they they get really monotonous. You know, it's just over and over, and you're always hitting the same guys. You're sitting you're hitting your teammates, practicing different situations. Yeah. Um, uh, you know having an opportunity to compete against another team for those practices, uh, it, it, it raises the competition. You know, there's a sense of pride yeah. uh, of, of winning each drill against, you know, against whoever your opponent is. We had joint practices with uh, the St. Louis Rams. You know, uh, Lovey had come from St. Louis and him and Mike Martz and actually ended up coaching together for the, in the Bears. But at yeah. the time, we had, uh, we had joint practices. So I'm thinking as a linebacker, I don't know if I'm going to get the opportunity but I'd love to get some one-on-ones against Marshall Falk, you know? And so what we learned was when we, it was time to do full pads, um, everybody was in full pads except for Isaac Bruce, uh, uh, Tory Holt, and Marshall Falk, okay? They just wearing helmets, okay? Which is fine, whatever. You know, they'd earned that right. Um, and so uh, um, we're doing one-on-ones, and this was a day that Erlacher wasn't practicing that day. Right, and so it just happened to fall where I'm going to get my shot to get a one-on-one with uh, Marshall Falk. Right, we've been practicing, you know, uh, LB routes, and I've been doing a good job on our running backs. Yeah, I get in, I get in, and Marshall Falk runs like uh, it's like a zigzag stop, hitch, go, step. You know what I mean? Zip, 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 zip. Yeah, and I'm I'm spinning around. I'm spinning around, and then he catches the ball, you know, and I walk over to my coach, and I'm like, Bob, I've never seen anything like that. He's like, I, he's like, Lance, I've never seen anything like that. We don't teach that. We don't coach that, and you're never going to see that in the football, so don't even worry about it. Marshall Falk hit you with some street ball. Marshall Falk was just doing what he – there was no play call on that. There was nothing. It, the, the play took the, – the route he ran took at least eight seconds to run. All right? All right, the average play in, in, in the NFL is eight seconds. <laughs> Six to eight seconds. This is crazy. He, he, he just wanted to show you that I'm still Marshall Falk. I don't care if I got these pads on or not. That's yeah. all that one was. Yeah, yeah. He wanted he wanted to show the young man, you know what I mean? You're not ready for me. Hey, that's all right, man. <laughs> Did you get a chance to play against him? You got a chance to play yeah. against him during the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. How'd yeah, that how go? How'd that, how'd that, yeah. So, which is interesting, you know, oh, because we knew that I we knew that if he was blocking, we were going to send a blitz. I was going to we we're going to send an outside blitz because yeah. we didn't believe he was a great blocker. So I got the call. So I got the call. I go on the uh, this outside blitz, and um, we had talked about. I said I'm going to bull rush him the first first time, yeah. right? So the first time I go in, I mean, that, that, I bull rush the dog out of Marshall Falk. Feet come <laughs> feet come off the ground. You know, boom 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 boom. Right? <laughs> he gets up pissed. You know. <laughs> He's like, okay, okay, youngster, okay. So they get into the same set. They call it again, and when I get to the line, he looks at his, he looks at my, he looks at his knees. He goes, "I'm coming after your knees." He's like, "I'm coming after your knees." Right? So I was like, "Okay, come after my knees then." So on the snap of the ball, I sprint up right, and as soon as I get close to him, I stop. I just stop. I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he dips down. I was like, nope. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
You're not getting my knees, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he didn't drop out of the play. He didn't drop out oh, of yeah. the play completely. Yeah, he, he probably didn't like that. I mean, come on, dog. You, you can't be hurting Marshall Falk out here, man. You put him on his back like that, dog. <laughs> I, listen, listen, when you're on the football field, man, they just, they, that's the team that just numbers. You know, and if you think of them any other way, then you've already, you're at a loss. Hey, you know, I, Marshall Falk, Marshall I see his number. He's opponent. I got to go. Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it, man. It's just, that's, that's how it, it's, it's interesting to hear, right? Like that stuff carry over. Cause I, I think the, the only times that we ever care about the joint practices or pay attention to the joint practices is when there's a fight, th there's a fight and or somebody gets cooked, right? Like the yeah. one, the one that, and, and I think it actually ended in an injury. So not like laughing at the situation, but, but he was talking trash to D hop. D hop made his move, but he went down and I'm, I think he might've tore his ACL, but D'Angelo Hall, D'Angelo Hall, that's exactly who it was. And D Hop, I mean, but he shook him. He was like, You talking? He's like, I fear God. So, those are the moments that we key in on. Are those the moments that do those moments carry over into the season? If I see you again, do those moments, right? Like, if something crazy happens well, during the joint, does that carry over into the, the regular the, season? Well, the, the problem with stuff like that is, is what the media chooses to highlight, right? Okay, you know what I mean? And, you know, uh, uh, when you when you see a receiver cooking a DB or or a corner, right. you know, and they use that as the highlight, they leave out all the other plays where the DB locked his locked that receiver up. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like you chose to pick this play where the receiver actually made a, he he made a good play on it yeah, instead yeah. of all the consistent plays from that corner. You know, to show hey, listen, this corner played his tail off in that practice. As well, right. he battled his tail off. You're not gonna win them all. Right. You're not going to win them all. They get paid on both sides. But uh, it, it just it does bother me that not enough of the DB's plays, you know, get get attention. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, offense sells, offense sells. We get it. And that's that's the difference between offense and defense. You have to know, you know, what I mean, listen, we take the brunt of it. We take the brunt of it. Just stay consistent. That's an interesting point because I, I guess you don't think about it in the sense of the DB winning that because it's a pass breakup, right? Or it's usually it's not going to be an interception every play. But those pass breakups are the ones that we talk about at the end of the game where we're like, listen, uh, he had 44 yards, yeah. 10 targets, two catches. Right, you know the DB right. one, but it, but you don't talk about those in the off season. Well, I can see why that could be irritating. I, I get you that it, one. It can be it can be irritating. You know what I mean? If 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 you don't if you do look at that, listen. He had forty four yards this game. Yeah, forty four yards against this corner yeah. or against their defensive backfield. But you highlight the one play where he made that. That he basically made every all his catches on one play right. on that forty four yards. But you know what? This defensive backfield they shut them down. You know they had a hundred and. Let's say they had 175 yards of, of passing offense. You know, that's what, you know, that's the consistency that's of the, of the technique, the fundamentals, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I you know what? And I, I think that it's like you said, the offense sells. But I think yeah. that's why even to this day, right, like I think about Super Bowl moments. I think about the big time moments when you look at a lot of these players and you're talking about who had the best game. When I look at that, uh, um, that Bengals versus who were that the Rams Aaron Bowl, right? versus Aaron Donald. I think about Aaron Donald's last play of that game where he saves the Super Bowl by getting the game saving sack. But I also think about on the other side, I was looking at Jalen Ramsey all night, like, hey, my brother, you're gonna slow somebody down out here because it's a lot of yards and touchdowns mm -hmm. happening against you. And I look at that last play, you see, uh, uh, was that was that um, Jamar Chase 
streaking mm-hmm. down the sideline wide open because the DB misses that play. But it takes another guy on the defensive side to save that play. So the defense still, right, like the impact is produ- or is uh, shown less. Mm-hmm. But without it, you're not talking about a lot of these teams having no Super Bowl rings. Heck, Tom Brady's first three rings, I don't think yeah. the defense get talked about enough. Right, right. So, you know, but 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 at the same time, you know, I mean, uh, um, we, we what what's not celebrated, you know, by the media is behind those closed doors. You know, and the same thing goes for you know the other unsung heroes are the offensive linemen. Yeah, you know, people don't get enough credit to the offensive linemen, but you know. All of those receivers that are doing dances and this and that and showing off on first down, none mm-hmm. of that, none of that comes into play if you don't get enough protection, and, and and if the running back has to come in and protect as well, none of those none of those plays happen unless those those linemen do a good job blocking. No, that's what I talk about all the time because I be I be sitting there because there was a lot of people that came out after the Bengals started doing what they did, and I think with. Uh, uh, um, you know, Pat Mahomes doing what he did, getting to another Super Bowl and, and not having the offensive line help. People kind of got the idea of like, well, if I get these receivers and I got the right quarterback, you know, I can get the offensive line later. I'm like, y'all going to get a lot of quarterbacks killed if y'all think that way. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, It's a lot of quarterbacks not going to be able to stand back there. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's keep this going. I actually want to keep that into the third quarter, but we had halftime because I think you you brought up a really good topic and that's going to go into our third quarter topic. But at halftime, Lance, halftime's the time we can talk about anything. So Lance... In Chicago this week, yeah, Taylor Swift was in. Mm. Oh, T Swift man, you the, mess with T Swift, the anti-hero herself. <laughs> she was in town. You a big T Swift guy, are you? I mean, I don't have. Listen, I don't, I'm not. I'm not carrying around her her albums or anything like that. But you know, listen. I, I listen to a few of her songs. You dabble here, now. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Now listen, it, it, Taylor Swift apparently puts on an amazing show. They're saying it's one of the so best shows that has been out there. I think that uh, Beyonce might still have that, but hey, uh, I didn't see the concert either, so I can't, I can't debate one way or the other. But the I heard she plays have, all. Of, I heard she plays all of her songs. I've heard that as well. I've heard that she them, does right? a she she puts on a show, so I will give yeah. her credit on that. That's good. The question that I will ask you though. The yeah. tickets were $5,000 a ticket. Probably not to sit in the best seats, more than likely. Mm. So let mm. me ask you this. Yep. Is there an event that you would pay $5,000 a ticket on just to go see it for, what are we talking, two, two, three hours? Three hours for a T-Swift concert? Three hours of your day for five grand. Is there a show that you would go see for that? Yes. Who is yes, that? Yes, there is. Uh, any show that my kids are in. All right, Lance, you're going to bring the family into this one. All right. I I'm can't put it out there. That one. I can't. Probably, what what I'm going to say to that? Probably, if, if that's the case, there's probably a good chance I might not have to pay the five grand. You know but, what I mean? But if I, but I have, I would have no problem paying five, paying five grand to watch, watch my kids in, in any show, whatever it is you call it. You Outside call of it. your kids, there's nobody you dropping five grand on to go see. My mother. Ask me again. Ask me again. I got a lot. I got a lot of family members. <laughs> that you're willing to go see, though. That's the All thing right. that you're willing to go see. Now, I'm just listen. When it comes to when it comes to you know uh, what I would what I would start to question as far as what I'm gonna pay to see. Yeah. It, when it starts with family, you know, family and friends, man, those are places where I, That's I it. you know, it's more about hey, you know, how long is it? Is do, do I have to fly in? What, yeah. what do we have to do to get there? You know, that kind of stuff. 
but that doesn't go with that. that we don't question. I don't question that stuff. Hey, I, I, I was trying to think of this. I, I literally came to the conclusion. I said all the people that I would do that for are dead. Mm-hmm. Like I would go see Michael Jackson. I would probably pay that to go see Prince just because those are like once in a lifetime events at that point. Like you, I don't know many people who <clears throat> see Michael Jackson like five times. Have you heard Michael Jackson's real voice? <laughs> the deep voice? The deep one? The deep yeah. voice, yeah. Yes. There was a documentary yes. they did on, uh, I forget what channel it was on, but it was like Mike talking on the phone to Quincy Jones, and it was like, yeah, that's what I was saying the other No, crazy. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the deep voice in The Girl Is Mine by Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. It's so the part at the end where it's like, the girl is mine. I believe that's Michael Jackson. That's crazy to walk around your whole life falsetto. <laughs> like you're all, it's all falsetto. Hey, how you doing? You know, just, I, don't, I don't know what I'm, um, you know. <laughs> I was just in the game, you know, and I thought that, you know, sometimes. <laughs> hey, what's going on, blood? How you feeling over there, my G? Hey, Good you to see get, you, dog. Hey, do you think you could get me a beer? Right, I'm a little <laughs> <laughs> at, at the three beer? Yeah, that's what I was telling yeah. you. You know what I mean? I just thought that, uh... Hey, Ma! Brewster! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back into some football. Play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's so funny. Prince was the same way, too, though. What was that? Was that an 80s thing? But, yeah, Prince sung. He sung in falsetto. Yeah. But- when he talked, he he talked. He did talk with his normal yeah. voice more time, but right. you know, like that's just weird. Like you just like you. Hey, can you run that back for me? I just want to hear that in my headphones real quick. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> <laughs> what the? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Let's get into this third quarter, man, because. I think that you, when you were talking about the defensive side of the ball, it brings up, right, like, listen, Jalen Johnson has said that he is going to be at OTAs this week and that, uh, you know, there was just some scheduling conflicts that happened before this. Nate Davis also has been a no-show as well. I still don't think we know if he's going to be there this week for OTAs, but um, you talked about DB production. You talked about defensive production. I think that this is a really interesting conversation because of the kind of player that Jalen Johnson has been here. If you look at advanced stats, advanced analytics, right, he's top in the NFL in pass breakups. He's one of the better guys, right, on the defensive side of the football between the first five yards, uh, being able to attack receivers, all of those advanced analytics that they've come out with. But at the end of the day, the one thing that people keep talking about with Jalen Johnson is – one interception in his entire career. He's been in the NFL now. Uh, this will be year four, I believe, for Jalen Johnson coming into this. No, it should be three. This is three. three year three. Year he three. Had two years. Johnson. That's two years. Yeah, yeah. He's got two years. So in two years, he's coming in for <coughs> third year. He hasn't had. That's right. That's that's absolutely right. He hasn't had more than one interception in his whole career. Um, you look at a guy like Kyler Gordon last year who got three in one season. When you look at that, when you're talking about production, when you're talking about right possible contract situation issue that he could be coming into this season. How do you look at the defensive production that he's had? Because I think the eye test would tell you he's a pretty good DB. He's not great, but he's a pretty good DB. How how are you viewing it? Here's here's one of the issues between a a, a good DB and a great DB. All right. Um, When you have a monster pass rush, 
All right. Let's just say you have a, a, a pass rush. Let's just say you have a pass rush that forces the ball out within four seconds on, yeah. let's say, 85, 80% of the throws. Right. Okay. That allows your defensive back to go through his fundamentals and to make breaks when they're supposed to. There's a clock in their head. There's a clock in the quarterback's head that says, boom, at, at this, we, we, we're at three and a half seconds now. Our receiver's starting to make his break. I can break right now. Right. Okay. I can break right now. Okay. I don't have to stay over the top. Okay. If you have, if you have a, a team that cannot force that throw to come out within four or less seconds, then you have to stay over the top as a, as a corner. Right. You know, you have to play it safe. So you're working about double moves, triple moves, because you have a quarterback that can pad his head, his hand, go back and forth. So uh, to me, the difference between Jalen Johnson uh, being a good corner versus a great corner is the pass rush. You don't it's, – it's very difficult to have a great uh, uh, coverage system without a rush system. They work together. It's rush and cover. So, you know, last year, you know, the, the Bears, they – their pass rush wasn't – it sucked. You know, it did. Yeah. It did. You know, without saying another – you know, more eloquently, that's that's what it was. And so uh, – um, um, and I believe that the, the Bears have one of the better defensive backfields in the NFL. And once we get our rush, I think our coverage is going to take the ball away more than anybody else in the, in the, in the league. Uh, and I and I think that uh, that we do we have we will take a step forward this year. I don't know how many steps forward from last year, but I believe we will take a step forward from last year with our uh, our pass rush. And Jalen and Jalen Johnson will find more success. I think the question that a lot of people then would ask is right, like Kyler Gordon was a rookie last season. How does he end up with three versus your guy who's the veteran in that situation who? Still, I, I believe right first career last season, right? Like that. It's it's. The, I guess at the basis point of it, the most simple point of it, right? Like, is what are you looking for from your DB, right? Are you looking for those five, six takeaways, or are you just looking for him to be one of the most consistent pass breakup guys in the NFL? Because realistically, yeah, he doesn't have a ton of takeaways, but I can't throw him the football because every time I throw the football his way, he's knocking the ball away. Right. And if that's the case, then we're going to go toward the rookie, the right. young guy. We're right. going to throw at him more because. The, if, when you look at the the uh, the scouting report, when we throw it at Jalen Johnson, the percentage of, of receptions goes down, of completions goes down. Right. If we throw it this way, the percentage goes up. So we're going to test him more. On the, we're going to test the rookie more. And if you're going to test the rookie more, guess what? He's going to have more opportunities for interceptions. I don't, you know, I don't know what that stat is. I don't know yeah, exactly yeah. what that. You know, all of that stuff that goes into it. But I do know that that uh, that that uh, Jalen is a. I think he's a hell of a corner. He's a hell of a DB, and given the right opportunities, great with the good pass rush. I think he 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 thrives in the system. No, I I, I think that that's the part for me that I've looked at with Jalen Johnson his first two years is I think last year they threw to him a little bit more. Uh, they were more willing to attack him because I think Kyler Gordon showed towards that second half of the season, right? Like, okay, I'm not a schmuck out here. I know how to play this position. Like, y'all not just going to keep sitting here trying to pick on me and I'm not going to come away with the football a couple of times. Mm -hmm. But I think, right, you look at rookie year, it, your DB was j basically Jalen Johnson. Yeah, right? like I, he was he was your number one his rookie season. He was the best available you had. You had Kendall Vildor on the other side. We saw him get picked on a ton by quarterbacks a lot. So I think that, right, like when you start to look at that rookie season, I kind of get more. I feel like they threw to him less just because they were like, he's got some talent 
and this guy right here just hasn't caught up to what we're doing yet. Mm -hmm. We're going to attack him more. I think last season they went to Jalen a little bit more, but I, I do see what you're saying where, right, like you're going to attack the rookie and try and get him out of his game because this guy over here who's the vet probably already knows if we get him out of his game, he knows how to get back into his game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, listen, th there's there's a lot of competition at that uh, in, in the DBs, the corners, the safeties this year for guys because of draft picks and free agents, Yeah, um, so, which is going to be a healthy competition to, to help push everybody. And the sooner that uh, Jalen gets in, the sooner that uh, that he can come out and show them the reason why he's he's a premier and is a starting corner. Um, I, I I do think that that his interception um, numbers will go up this year. Um, I see him getting two three picks this year. You know, at the least, yeah, at the least, if not more. But uh, but uh, I think his opportunities are going to come, and when they come, they come in bunches. How would you guys view? Because I talked with J Mac about this, and J Mac kind of said he's he said, "Listen, voluntary workouts when when we were playing were voluntary workouts." I, I use the air quotes on that, right? Like it was voluntary, but like if you didn't show up to voluntary, somebody was gonna have some questions for you when you finally showed up. How would you guys view Jalen Johnson's situation? I guess maybe a little bit different, but like Nate Davis just signed this contract. He has a rookie standing next to him on the right side. He has. Uh, uh, Cody White here, who he's never played with on the left side. Yeah, he knows the scheme, but how would you guys have handled no shows at voluntary workouts, no shows uh, um, at this stage of the season? Is it just a hey, you doing what you're doing, or would there have been a couple conversations had? Let me ask you, Pat. Are you worried about Nate Davis? I'm more worried about Nate Davis in the sense of I think that he would help Darnell right on the right side of him, who we just took as a high pick. But I'm not worried about him showing up and being able to play, no. The, the, um, when you, you plug him in, your center's going to make the calls. Your center's going to make the calls. Your quarterback's going to make the calls. You might, you you looking for a combo call. You and the tackle to make a combo call. Um, these guys have been playing offensive line for a long time. I'm sure they know every offensive scheme and uh, game to look for. Uh, Nate Davis is a vet. Is a vet. And I'm sure that in today's day, um, that he's just not sitting on the couch playing video games and, and <laughs> no. uh, you know what I mean, and, and eating onion dip. You know what I mean? Like he's he's he'll Very be ready with the onion dip. <laughs> I'm onion dip. You know what I mean? Just dipping it. <laughs> he, is there is there a benefit though to you know you've never worked with these guys at least at least right Jalen Johnson? He's been in the system. He's been in the scheme. Is there a benefit though to showing up for these moments? where you've never worked with these guys, you don't know who these guys are, your quarterback has kind of said, you know, we'd like the new guys to be here, but again, voluntary. Yeah, yes, there's a benefit. Of course there's a benefit if you're there. Right. Of course there's a benefit. We're not going to we're not we're not we're not uh, going to dismiss whether there's a benefit, but are you going to are you going to lose your first 3 games because he wasn't at OTAs? Probably not. I not hope not. Anyway, not, <laughs> listen. I hope not, not at all. You're not going to lose your first three games because he's not at OTAs. You're not. Right. You know what I mean? If he doesn't make OTAs and he shows up at every day for training camp, shows up every day, and 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 we say, oh man, guy, uh, one of the old, old linemen that are standing out in, in training camp is Nate Davis. Oh, Nate Davis, man, look at him. Look at him just moving the piles, opening holes. Right. Oh man. Oh, but he didn't show up at OTAs. Yeah. You know, like, come on. You don't man. have that conversation. You only have that conversation if if he shows up and he's a little bit flat or he's not ready to go. Correct. Yeah. Correct. He's, and he's a vet. He knows what he's supposed to do. Yeah. He knows what he's supposed to do. 
Um, and when he when he's when he does show up or when he comes in, if he comes in, then you know, then ha- more uh, happy for the Bears, happier for the Bears and their and their organization and their unit. Let's, I, I mean, listen, let's hope so. I I, I like how I maybe it's different for different people, right? Like that's why I wanted to have this conversation because, right? Like credit to everybody who who was on that team. You guys were all amazing, but there's a little bit of a difference between Lance Briggs and and J Mac. So that's why I wanted to get both perspectives, right? Because I feel like with your perspective, it's more of the, I'm one of the premier players on this defensive side, and I'm going to be able to go out there and do what I need to do, whether I'm at OTAs or not. Yeah. It's, now, now. And it's it not is, a different, it's different either way. It's different. It's different. It's different for each player, for yeah. different players. And, and I was specifically talking about, uh, Nate Davis right, and uh, right, right. Jalen Johnson. Right. You know, now there are new guys that are showing up. There are new signed free agents, you know, that uh, that you have that you're, you're you know, you're in a battle with somebody else. You don't know where you're going to stand. Yeah. Um, and so the sooner that you get in, that you can get acclimated to the defense, the foundation and, and the way that the, the bear way, the way that they do things, um, the sooner that you'll know where where you're going to be in that depth chart come uh, August, you know, and, and it's a fight to get up in that je- that depth chart to get considered, hey, oh, I'm on all the special teams. Right. Uh, so I know I'm backing it up, you right. know, or um, I'm, uh, they're starting to take me off of some of the special teams because I'm, I'm working my way onto this, this, uh, this, 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 this uh, depth chart, this, the ones and twos. So, it, you know, it's, it's interesting. You, you know, it's one of the things you always look at. You, you look at if, if you're not in the ones and twos, if you're on all of the special teams, right? If you're on the more special teams you're on, <clears throat> the more secure your job is on the team, you know. And if you're not in one of the ones and twos, and you start seeing your name getting taken off of the special teams, you know that you're getting that pink slip soon. They're getting ready to cut you. <laughs> That's tough. That's yep. tough. You just start to see your name, hey, Coach. I'm out there. No, you ain't in on this one, Coach. You, you, Coach, I was running with the ones yesterday. Now <laughs> it looks like I'm down on the threes on the on uh, on KOR. What's going on? You, you you know what's going on. Oh, come on, coach. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we want to see Smith get some more reps today. That's yeah, tough. It's a, that's tough. It's that's true. That's tough. That, that's oh, that's death by a thousand cuts. That sucks. Cause like I I don't think I ever realized that. I guess like it makes perfect sense, but I don't know if I ever realized, right? Like you just slowly start seeing your name get taken off stuff. You're like, hey coach, what's going on with that? <laughs> yeah. I'm, listen, you, you know. We have a we have we'll have a group of linebackers. We'll have we'll have nine, ten linebackers. Yeah. And we're only gonna keep six, you know, we're only gonna keep six. So all the other guys are looking, you know, and you have a you already have you have an Erlacher, you have a Briggs, you know, um, you might have a Hillemeyer, you might yeah. have a Nick Roach. Yeah. You know, so really it's all of them fighting for one spot, you know, and so everybody's like looking at that 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 special teams depth chart. You know, like, oh, I'm still with the ones or he was like Briggs. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be, man. I'm I'm, run, I'm running with the fours right now. <laughs> but I'm doing a hell of a job on the fours. Yeah. They can't keep up with me. They can't keep up with me. Oh man, let's keep this thing moving along, man. Great conversation today on the Chicago Bears podcast. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love as you guys have to this show as it's gotten off of the ground. Again, Lance Briggs here on a Monday. Let's get into the fourth quarter, Lance. Fourth quarter. Because Arlington Heights could be on hold. 
based on some tax issues. Big shock there, right? Like, listen, even the Chicago Bears are, are, aren't there for the taxes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what, mm. if, if, I don't feel bad about feeling bad about my taxes ever again. When the Bears are like, bro, I'm not, I'm not here for the taxes. All right, that's mm. all you need to know. Uh, I, I guess here's the thing: what is your real hope for the stadium outcome? As as somebody who played there, who's been a part of the history there, who's been a part of everything that's going on at Soldier Field, is there a part of you that's like? Maybe Chicago can get this thing worked out. Or are you on the side of, hey, listen, it's, it's been long enough. Y'all y'all go ahead and move on from there. Uh, listen, where, wherever the best deal is, wherever the best deal is, is where – because, listen, it's about business. Yeah. You know, listen, it's about business. Yeah. And, and as a player who has been cheered – has been booed when I said I wanted to leave. Yeah. You know, and when I said I wanted to leave, everybody said, well, boo didn't leave. You know, they get out of here then, you know, and, we and not knowing behind closed doors, what was said to me behind closed doors was basically, hey, we don't want you after this year. You yeah. know, and I, so I'm like, all right, well, if you don't want me, then trade me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're going, we're behind closed doors, we're going at it. You right. know, and I just, it's one of those things where I, I had to, I had to be there and sit down and say, I want you to, I need you to tell me you don't want me here. Yeah. You know, and so now I have to go out and I, when I say what I say, you know, the you all the all out. the outside all the outside world sees is me say I don't want to be here. Yeah. All right. Um, but they don't know that I was in there trying to fight to stay here. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and so but that's the business of it. You know, you know, luckily I was able to stay here, but the business side, the the business side is, you know, at at, at any time that they, they could have cut me. If they didn't think that I was the guy, they could have cut me. They could have traded me away, got picks and whatever that is. And I'm like, okay, bye. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and so when when players leave, uh, fans, you know, they 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 have this, they have such an emotional tie to yeah. their team that it's like you betrayed us and you left us. <laughs> you know, but it's but it's a business. And it's so, a business. So it's a business. And, and you know, who knows? Maybe they do go back to Soldier. You know, it's a, as a, you know, they can rebuild within the stadium, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but but there's options, and which bodes well for the organization. There's options. And they open the door. And you listen, you know Chicago like I know Chicago, you know. I mean, somebody, somebody want to fatten their pockets. Everybody Fact. wants to fatten their pockets, you know. And so, you know, and, and, and who's going to give them the best deal? If if they go to Arlington Heights, they say, "Man, listen, we're gonna raise your taxes, all right? Because I'm yeah. gonna because I want to pat my pockets, all right? Then, hey, listen, come to Neighborville, and and uh, <laughs> our taxes won't be as high, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? We need you know? less. We need uh, a little yeah. less. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking long term here, long term, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We need we need a little bit less on this side. We don't need as much. We need as much. We don't need as much. As much, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's you know it's it's who's going to give the best deal, you know, that's favorable to the organization. And you have plenty of cities, plenty of options, um, and they'll find it. You know that might it might also be a ploy to to uh, to to help Arlington Heights. You know. Hey, listen, you got to have to take your head out of your butts a little bit, man. You, yeah. Now we got to open the door. Now we have to do this to force your hand, you know, to do this or that. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I just know that that in Chicago, you know, everybody wants to get paid now. And, and I think here's the thing for me, right? Like, at the end of the day, we, we were talking about this beforehand. The Bears are going to play somewhere. I don't care where the Bears play. Personally, for me, 
as a fan, I enjoy football more on the TV because I can see everything. Football stadiums alone. If I'm sitting at one end of the end zone and something goes down on the other end of the end zone, I'm just reacting to whatever the people down there are doing. Hmm. I don't have no maybe, idea what's going maybe, on. Maybe they get back to Decatur and become the Staley's again. Oh, God, no. But hold on now. Wait a minute. Like, let's not go. Hey, let's not go. <laughs> Do you hold up? Here's the thing. Do you change the name back if you go or do you keep it bears? If like, we're back, I feel like the Decatur Staley podcast don't ring the same. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's different. It's different. <laughs> it's such a comical bear. It's a comical bear, you know? <laughs> uh, that's a tough one right there. That's in I love the point you brought up though about like your situation dealing with Soldier Field and, and dealing with the fans at the stadium and stuff like that. How do you then, right? Because eventually you do end up leaving and and you're no longer a bear blah 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 how do you then internalize and keep a positive mindset because you still are very much a bears fan you still do have love for the city of chicago even though you went through that point where they don't know what's going on on the other side but all you're you're getting all the booze you're getting all the jeers you're getting all of the hate that came from that situation well in in today's climate, um, you get everybody's first emotional response because of social media. Yeah, you know, and so what you what what I what I have learned and and um, um, what I try to tell the, the you know so a lot of the youth and youngsters that are coming up that you do don't listen and don't read everybody's first emotional response. Because their first emotional response is usually one that is is it's it's raw, and it's the first thing that they think of, and the first thing that they think of that they can put their fingers down and respond is is usually an "f you," yeah. go to you know, go to hell. We don't yeah, want yeah, you. Yeah. This and that. And after twenty four hours or forty eight hours of getting the real information, you're like, oh man, I kind of understand now. You know, a little bit. Yeah. You know, I kind of you know, and so uh, it's. Uh, you, you never read into that stuff. Never read into that stuff, and just know that people are are emotional. You know, you have emotional moments, and it, and it happens. A lot of times, we say things that we don't necessarily mean, or we say things that we don't necessarily understand yeah. before we understand them. A lot of times, people people respond to they listen to respond instead of listen to understand, and so and and and, and that's the case for a lot of uh, Americans. And once they understand, you know, it, it, it starts to change the tune, or they'll find a different angle. To, yeah. to uh, serve their serve their uh, statement. Yeah, I, I it's it's so interesting when you talk about like today's climate and stuff like that. When you when you think about how a lot of the, I think about a lot of the situations. I always think about Dion's situation leaving Jackson State and going to Colorado. And right when you find out all the details and everything that went into that, you're like, oh wait, like he was helping, like he was actually like the good guy in this situation. And but the initial response was just right. Like, how could you leave? How could you take blah, blah, whatever you want to take from it? He never faltered. He 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 never never faltered. faltered. He he just stayed exactly who he was all the time. Yeah. And so with that being said, like I I haven't changed. There's nothing in me that has changed. So, you know, whatever is being said, all the noise that's happening, all the noise that's happening. I've stayed steady. Yeah, I've stayed steady. And so. Everything else changing, you know. What I mean, uh, you know, I use this term for football a lot. I learned it from Rod Marinelli. Hey, the weather changes, we don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, while everything else is going on, we stay steady in doing what we do to cr- to find to create our success. Do you think a lot of players today end up 
kind of changing up who they are based <coughs> on the situation. Like be, when when they get that hate, you see a lot of right. Like it's either I, I think about like Julius Randle with the Knicks, right? He started playing poorly. He was playing poorly. Yeah. They booed him, and his reaction was basically to say "f you" to Knicks fans, right? Versus I want to play better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, <clears throat> I mean, I've I've I, I'm always I've always been my worst critic. Yeah, you know, I've always been my worst critic. So. Um, I, and, and I'm a sore loser. So when I, when we lose as a team, <clears throat> I tune out, I don't want to watch other teams highlights, you yeah. know? So I'm not listening to a lot of what's going on on the outside. You know I mean? I'm, I'm, I want to get back to practice. I want to see how I can make these corrections and I want to start making these corrections right now. Yeah. You know, I want to get on the field and play somebody else right now so I can feel better about myself, yeah. <laughs> better about in our situations. <laughs> that's that Miami Heat mentality, right? When they lost right. that game six, they was like, we want to play this game right now. Right now, right. <clears throat> I mean, you know, but you know, the thing, the other thing too is right now, uh, the the NIL, the NILs, they're opening up NILs in high school. You know, yeah. obviously it's in college. Um, um, and it's, it's changing so much of the way we think. And as a coach, it's, you know, when you, you preach team, you preach team and things that the principles that you've really been raised on. Right. And then you have, let's say you have a son that's going to UTEP, you know, or, or Sam Houston State, you know what I mean? And, and no, you know, no knock against those schools. I'm sure they're great, great, great institutions. But then they have a great season and they get offered by one of the power five yeah. schools, you know, <clears throat> and now it's it's like, and they get a a, a, a better a, a, a cool nil deal. It's like, man, I know. I said, hey, you know, you 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 know, you, we said we're going to come in here, we're going to win championships together. But I mean, it's hard hard not to hard not to pass up that nil deal, you know. So it's like it's like, it's like Rondo talking about playing for the uh, playing for the Lakers. Everybody was, how could you ever play for the Lakers? He said, they offered me money. They offered me right. Right. Offer me money. <laughs> right. Now, if you get to the point where let's say you're going, you're in one of the power fives and the 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 difference, the difference of 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 the NIL deal from the place you're at to the other one is, you know, 10, 20 grand. Yeah. And you're like, man, I just want to get that extra money. That's being to me. You, you're, there's there's a level of greed where you're just dis, you're you're disregarding all the guys that you're playing next to. Yeah. You know, to go chase to go chase money and if you're chasing money i don't want you on my team anyway you know what i'm saying we're supposed to we're, we're here to chase championships you know we're here to be passionate and we're here to love this game you know while getting paid at the same time based off of what we do you know so and and, and that's the other thing too you know i mean if you're a guy that's always chasing money you get into the nfl once you have the money and you're not chasing money anymore what kind of a teammate are you and can i depend on you a lot of guys, once they get the money or they get the fame, you know, they're, they they become less dependable on the football field. It's it's definitely a different world in sports. I'll tell you that much right now. Just here, here's the funny thing, right? Like we we knew the deals were going on, but just hearing them so openly, right? Like, <laughs> we, listen, Alabama has some money. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Alabama, oh, they're putting oh, a lot of it into football. They're putting a lot of it in football. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's LSU. <laughs> LSU in all sports. LSU is killing it in the NIL in all sports in basketball, women's basketball, softball, baseball. They're doing they're doing good things out there. 
Man, the with the women's basketball. Shout out Angel Reese out here. They out here balling. I love that. I love that they keeping that together, man. She. Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny to see because it's like uh, when you see certain people get deals, it's like good for them, and then you see other people get deals, you'd be like, all right, like now you just taking all the talent, <laughs> right? But you right, but see now a few years ago, a few years ago it was remember we were talking about oh uh, this guy or that guy he's too good of a player. He's probably going to uh, 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 skip the skip the uh, the bowl games or skip yeah. this or skip that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, some of these players now, man. If 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 you're not a if you're not round one, you know, or possible round one or or early two, you going back shoot, to college. You might, yeah, you might, yeah, you might stay. Yeah. Let's get this NIL money and stay here as long as I can. Hey, especially at one of those big schools like LSU or Alabama. I don't know, man. All I know about LSU is the more uh, games they lose, the less accent a Brian Kelly has after every single game. Like he starts off every season just like we are here and we're gonna be great. Now by the end of the season he's like, you know, I just don't know what happened. <laughs> he, he is the southern version of Michael Jackson. That's we're back to the point that we made earlier. It's a whole different voice. Which is amazing. Hey listen that's which is a lot of talent. Brian Kelly that's a lot of talent <laughs> to be able to change up change up your southern and, and non southern accent. <laughs> at, at 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 demand on demand. Is, is he the Michael Jackson of college football? Is that what we said? Never mind. Don't worry about that. Hey, that's another episode of Chicago Bears podcast. Appreciate you guys for showing love as always. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Make sure that you leave it a five star review on all podcast platforms. We're here Monday through Friday. Tune in with us tomorrow. Courtney Cronin in the building, talking OTAs, talking more Bears football, more Bears football. Than you can shake a stick at. As always, it's your boy Pat the Designer, joined by Lance Briggs. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear all right, down. Y'all. Bear down. Peace.